putting my phone down because I'm used to not having my phone out. It's all we. That's all we get now. Is just use your laptop as a little phone prop. <laughs> that's all it is, because there's no Wi-Fi. So I can have the notes app, and then I just want to go on IMD, IMDb. I just want to talk about you on my the notes, notes app. app. I love that. I literally say that quote all the time to people who don't even know who Maddie is. <laughs> How could they not know who when Maddie is? Some movies rule and some movies rock. Some movies win awards, but these ones do not. Some movies that are made are not up to par. We're gonna talk about them on one star. Should we create a fan name? Oh, yeah. Like a punch of the jam? Yeah. Uh, what would our fan be? What would our fan base be called? Um... The stars. <laughs> Hello, all you bonus Jonases. <laughs> Maybe we should think about that later. <laughs> How about or some? Nope. <laughs> nope. Just continue. Shining stars. <laughs> so dumb. Um. To be continued. TBD. <laughs> TBD. Hello, TBDs. Hello, TBD. Um, welcome to another episode of One Star. I decided to start the podcast. Uh, I'm Lauren. And I'm the one case my therapist just can't quite crack. Quinn. <laughs> I couldn't come up with anything related to the movie. I was going to say. <laughs> I tried. I, it was going to be about something about sex with Jabba the Hutt, but it really uh, didn't come mm, together. Or sex with a droid also would have, because that's implied in this movie. Oh, yeah. Hi, and I have penis burns. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Nailed it. Perfect. Um, welcome to One Star Bad Movie Podcast, podcast where uh, we talk about bad movies that have one celebrity in them. What do you call a droid that is sterile? Does he mean like a droid? I don't want to. Fuck. <laughs> I was gonna say one with faulty wiring. Um, <laughs> one you need to reprogram. I will only. I only have sex to get pregnant because <laughs> I am a Christian. Birth control is a sin. <laughs> But so is pregnancy. Uh, we went a really weird place right off the bat. <laughs> so obviously by this conversation, you know, we're talking about Solo. <laughs> it, oh, that's what I should have done. Hi, and I'm Jason Derulo's greatest song. <laughs> um, Solo, a Star Wars story, is what we watched. Um, all two plus hours of it. Yikes. I took I did... Um, did see this movie in theaters also, but um, it's just because I needed to see Donald Glover on the big screen. I understand. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we've been promising a Nick Jonas episode for a while to have Lauren just go to town, but um, <laughs> this is going to be a little taste of what's this to come is, whenever we yeah. do that. <laughs> I did find a Nick Jonas movie that I've never heard of, but damn it. <laughs> My laptop, the Wi-Fi's not working, so it's just a phone prop, so you're, you'll probably hear that a lot. Yeah, um, for bo- both of us, we just are using our laptops to prop up our phones, because <laughs> we do not have internet access right now. Um, 
But I did find a Nick Jonas movie that I haven't heard of, and since I haven't heard of it, you know it's probably really bad. It seems like it's kind of like Hallmarky. Ooh, good. So I we'll love a nice Hallmarky movie. Um, but like I said before, Jumanji can't can't talk shit on it. It's great. The new one, is, the one with Nick Jonas, is what I'm talking about. <clears throat> I forgot he was in that. Sorry. <laughs> How could you? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just pull up the Wikipedia on my phone. Um, just so I have something to reference. So, so, our one star, who do you want to. I want to consider a one star Donald Glover, personally. That's fair. I get. I, I get Woody Harrelson, Amelia Clark, you could get somewhere. Yeah, if Woody Harrelson could count, um, the main character not as much. Not at all. Um, I'll say it. For me, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is my star. I also love Paul Bettany mm-hmm. so much. John Favreau is in this? No, he's... Where? The fuck? As, um... It says his character name is Rio Durant. Who's that? I don't know. Okay, we're bad at getting people named when getting names when they're like Sharon, and now they're made up words. There's <laughs> it's no chance. Be so bad. Also, you know how? Did you see how Kira's name was spelled? Not how it should be. Q I apostrophe R A. <laughs> but I knew that. I knew it was spelled weird. But in my notes, I just typed K I R A. <laughs> Sometimes it sounded like they were saying Queera. I was like, Queera. I, I like that name. Where the fuck did my notes app go? <gasps> Not your notes app. Are you talking about me in the notes app? <laughs> Shout out to Maddie. <laughs> so yeah, we're talking about solo. I. Uh, what's your What's your uh, background with Star Wars? Okay, yeah. So I've seen every movie. I um, I like it enough. Like mm-hmm. I prefer it over Star Trek. If the, if we're getting into the meat and bones of it. Um, but yeah, like, I'm not, like, weird. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's not like you're obsessed or whatever. Like, I have a multitude of passions instead of just yeah. one. And like, you'll see, will you see, you've seen the new ones, right? Yeah, you saw every movie. Yeah, I've seen everyone. I'm an avid Rogue One hater. My brother's an avid uh, Rogue One lover, <laughs> and I have not seen it. And I am a Last Jedi defender. I am too. That's the, that's the Star Wars I, movie I have the most passionate feelings about. I honestly, it might be my favorite Star Wars I movie. I think it is for me as well. It's so good, and I will fight anyone, and I love the sexual tension between Kylo Ren and, <laughs> <laughs> and Rey, even though maybe they're siblings. <laughs> I don't know, but I, hey, love, I that, love what's happening. If anything, that's capturing the spirit of the original. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Vague incest. Love it. Listen up, you nerds. <laughs> Star Wars is about incest and nothing else. <laughs> Not stars. Definitely no wars. Um, I Just brothers fucking sisters. <laughs> I, um, I think I've seen every movie. Here's the thing. Except Rogue One. Except I know I have not seen Rogue uh, One. It's the mm, sad... Second most unnecessary Star Wars movie. This is, is this the, one the first? This is the first. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I know I've seen the originals, mm-hmm. 
but I don't think I've seen them in maybe 15 years. Oh, I mean, I've I've only seen everyone once. I've never yeah. like I maybe maybe a New Hope more than once, just like if it's on TV or whatever. But it was it's definitely been like I can't tell you what happens in certain ones. Like I don't remember the difference oh, between them. They all blur together. That's yeah. that's with almost every franchise at the end of the day. Once they get so big, they're all the same movie yeah. deep down. But like I don't I don't fully I know I've seen the originals. I think I've seen the prequels because I remember Natalie Portman and I remember Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you a single thing that happens in any of them. It's it's weird that this is our first Star Wars movie when I love quoting the I hate sand. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's a here's a weird fun fact about me because I used to in elementary school, like. I don't I don't remember what you grade, but we used to play Star Wars at Ooh, recess. Interesting. Tell me more. And I used to be Princess Leia. <laughs> what was the game? Just like reenacting we literally, it. Literally like reenacting it and or because I don't remember any of the plots. <laughs> could have been made up. <laughs> I don't fully remember, but it normally meant me being captured by someone as Princess Leia. And it would be like, you know how like in swing sets there's normally like that part where it's like almost like a little triangle part mm-hmm. where like the um, there's like another rod to like hold it up. That was my jail. <laughs> That's where I was being held. <laughs> and um, the good guy would have to save me. I don't remember what who he would play. I just remember that I was Leia. Okay. <laughs> to know. And I'm pretty that. sure I had a crush on one of the boys. Uh, so that's why? <laughs> it's pretty canon <laughs> for my entire life. <laughs> um, I have something to share with you related to that. And I don't think I've told you this before. So it was in kindergarten. We used to also react, reenact a famous story at recess <laughs> as a game. Sure. And I do want to preface, this is a Catholic school. <laughs> and we would reenact the Bible. <laughs> and okay. I was the only boy who would do it. Sure. And so it was a bunch of girls and me, and I would always play Jesus. <laughs> and our favorite one we would do was like the crucifixion and resurrection <laughs> of Jesus. So what would happen is I would stand at the top of the slide with like my arms out, and then when I died, I would go down oh the goodness. slide. <laughs> and then there was this like big tire just that I could play on, and then I would go hide in like the ridges of the tire as my tomb. Oh my god. And we I love that. And then I would rise after like three minutes from my tire tomb as Jesus. Oh my god. And I would go back to the top of the slide because that was heaven now. And I would ascend. (laughs) (laughs) That was the game I would play as a kindergartner. That's amazing. Here's the, but here's the weird thing about the Star Wars thing is that we always did it and it was always the same story that we did. It was never different. Oh no, it, it was a few times we did the crucifixion yeah. of Jesus Christ. Um, I also do not remember who, I like. I, I think there was like two boys that I would do like that we would do it with, and I don't remember who they were. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't remember the group. It was probably no, I don't remember. They're probably all pregnant now. <laughs> I just remember I was Princess Leia. You know, like sinners. Sinners. <laughs> um, so that's like, so I know I knew enough. I know I've seen them. And I also love the um, A Saga Begins song from Weird Al. <laughs> I don't think I know that one. 
You don't? It's but, literally, it's American Pie, but it's about oh, Star Wars. I do. You never, I was, one of my, my two first albums were Songs About Jane by mm. Maroon 5 yeah, and then a, a Weird Al album. That's Those perfect. were the first two that I had. Well, I, like I said on a previous episode, mm-hmm. Weird Al was the first concert I've ever seen. <laughs> my favorite was, is the Jurassic Park parody of Big Arthur Park. Like, I don't like, know if I've seen it. Someone or left to the it. cake out in the rain. Do you know that song? No, I don't. Never mind then. But he did a whole Jurassic Park thing, and it led at, at, at trivia, like the final question. It was like Weird Al covered this song, like Arthur Park, about this movie, and I was like, Jurassic Park. <laughs> I know it. I'm proud of you. Yeah. But so I've known, and we used to. I mean, I've played many a fake Star Wars fight with. You know, toy lightsabers. Oh, everyone has. But I, I, it's like I know I've seen them, but I can't recall a lot of facts about them. That's fair, you know, because all the words are made up, and yeah, that's when <laughs> this is a big bad thing about this movie is like half of the words is like, "What are you saying? <laughs> what they, are you talking about it's like, right now?" They keep saying made up words, which is fine. Mm-hmm. It's like just the whole. I mean, it's the universe of the movie. Yeah, but. And they never care to explain any of what they're talking about. Yeah. And that, that kind of goes into, like, my biggest problem with this movie, I think, is, like, none of it matters at all. No. Because you go in knowing two things. One, he turns out fine. Yeah. Yeah, you know that Han doesn't die. Yeah. And every, there's all these, like, scenarios where it's like, oh, you could die. And it's like, but we know he mm-hmm. doesn't. And you know if any of the and new you know characters... And you know Kira does Yeah, you, there's new characters that they introduce, and you know that they don't matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so strange. Like, you know Kira... Like, the whole conceit of the movie is that he's in love with Kira, and mm-hmm. you never see her in any of the other movies. Yeah, so like, she doesn't what's matter. the point of her? Like, because we know he <laughs> ends up with Leia, so who, who gives a fuck about Kira? Yeah. <laughs> and, um... The whole, like, even beyond that, like, the whole plot where they're just like, oh, go steal some fuel. I don't care. No. Like, it's, it's supposed, the Wikipedia called it a cowboy heist movie. Sure. And that's not fair. There, there's barely heisting. That was the no. least exciting heist like, I've ever there seen. There's one scene where there's a heist. But, like, it's not even like, it's more like, oh, we're going to break in and punch a bunch of people. And everything, that's not a heist. And everything works fine, mm-hmm. except for... Uh, L3 dying, but... Which, uh, we'll get into we'll get, it. We'll get into that. But um, I, I love heist movies. I never won't, because I like, I love the whole planning and then the execution and even... I love we a don't good even, heist. We don't, we, the heist is like one scene. Well, yeah. it's not one scene, but it's one, like, just ten minutes of the movie. We don't get any of the planning. Yeah. I guess that, this goes into how we would fix the movie, but I think... It would just be so more fun if it was just a straight-up heist movie. Yeah. Why not? I think that's, like, a lot more interesting. And, like, a space alien heist, that's cool. Yeah. And, like, that helps get away from the fact that, you know, none of the new characters really matter. If you make it, like, a really cool, fun thing. Instead yeah. of just, like, trying to develop a character. And this is this one time that Han Solo had to break out and then do a heist. Yeah. Before he met anyone else. Yeah. Like, and the issue is you can't develop Han's character because that happens later. Yeah. You don't need to. Yeah. We, we, we don't need to see him going from, like, I don't know. Like, and also there's, like, this weird part 
where he's like, I'm not the good guy. Like, I'm I'm bad. I'm but not he a never, good guy. he never was but bad. At, at no point, even in... It's like one thing if like we showed him do all these horrible things at the beginning in the movie, and mm-hmm. then at the end, he was better. But at no point is he bad. Yeah, but like... Every, every action was benefiting someone else. Mm-hmm. Like, the only thing you could do is have him start out really good... And then have him get so jaded by the end of this movie that he's the Han at the start of yeah, other Star Wars. That would be but perfect. He doesn't. He gets betrayed, but he doesn't get jaded. No, he's a nice. He's like the nicest person in the movie throughout the entire movie. Yeah, like when Kira like betrays him, when Woody Harrelson's character betrays him, he still, like, respects and likes them at the end yeah. of it. He ki- yeah, like, Beckett is going to kill him, and then he kills Beckett. And then he cradles and then, him. And then he cradles him while he dies. <laughs> no, you should be jaded. That's Han Solo's new character. Yeah, that's that's how he is. Yeah, it's real weird. Um, And the, my main problem with this movie is also a problem that with one of the short films that me and Quinn have made. Which? Party foul. Oh. <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay. So I'll connect it. Okay, I'm ready. Um, the problem with Party Foul, <laughs> it's a short film that uh, we were a part of. Um, it actually helped oh, us become really good friends. I know where friends. you're going with this now. <laughs> um, so the, the issue with Party Foul, if you ever go and listen to it, is that the script was written as a comedy. And then um, me and our friend Harish, who's going to be on a episode, episode at some eventually. point, and I believe Molly... I think she was one of the writers. I'm I'm credited as a writer, but I was not involved. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I believe Molly, who was on our Sucker Punch episode, was also a writer. And it was my... What pisses me off is that we ruined this film and it was my concept. <laughs> Which makes me really upset that we ruined it. Um, spoiler alert for this story. <laughs> so, what, um, so me, Molly, and Harish, and I believe one other person... Um, wrote the script and it was a really good script it was really funny it was funny um, and then the directors or I don't know who the group in general I don't know what happened I feel like it was like a weird group thing it was a group thing, thing that yeah. they were like because it was a horror movie where it was a it was for a horror movie competition competition yeah so they were like we don't want to do a comedy we want to do straight horror which okay that's fine mm-hmm um, but they didn't change any of the dialogue. <laughs> they just they, changed... They cut, like, the real super obvious cut, joke punchlines. Yeah, they cut one time because there's someone dead in the bathroom, and then, like, someone walks over them to go pee. Like, they cut that line. <laughs> they cut that whole thing. They cut, like, joke actions, but they didn't cut joke dialogue. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know if you've ever seen someone deliver a joke as a sincere thought. But it doesn't work. <laughs> and that's the whole movie. Like, there's a part where someone, the lights turn off, and then it comes right back on, and they're dead. Which I believe was your hey, character. Hey, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's supposed to be, like, a ridiculous thing that happens. Mm-hmm. And it's treated like, oh my god, who killed Quinn? <laughs> well, the, the best part about it is the lights come back on. You see my dead body, and then the camera cuts, and it like goes up my hand to my face, and once it hits my face, there's like a loud duh duh. <laughs> it's so it makes it more funny, but it's, in the wrong way. It's, and it's just like oh, like there's a line of dialogue, like that's exactly what a murderer would say, and that's supposed to be a dumb thing that someone says, but it's said as like a 
as like a horrifying revelation, like, oh my god, that's what a murderer that's would say. Exactly. What, what a murderer. murderer. Would say. I say it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but like it, and you, when you say it sincerely, it doesn't work. It's and then just corny. The, the two deaths that you see immediately on screen are ridiculous. There's someone that just falls and like cracks their neck, and that's supposed to be like dumb. It is. It's like trips over nothing. Trips over trips over nothing and breaks their neck and dies. And it's supposed to be like no one actually killed them. They just yeah, you know. But it's it's but it's when you take the the the. Uh, motivation behind it being a comedy and you just switch it to like serious and only cut like the obvious and you don't lines. cut yeah you don't cut the joke lines it, it's this weird thing where you're watching it and you're like this is just like weird something and feels bad. deeply wrong something is deeply wrong and it's like you can tell by watching it that there is a difference in like uh just motivations or mm-hmm. i don't know if that's the right word but um just different plans for the movie and no one was on the same page which was exactly what happened in that one and that's what happened here in <laughs> solo. Back to solo back to solo <laughs> that's what that's the problem with solo is that they hired lord and miller mm-hmm. to direct this movie and then they fired them for some reason and hired ron howard and the main problem with that is that there's definitely some, especially some lines, but some situations where you can tell that that's from Lord Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, every once in a while, you finally get while, it. Every once in a while, there's something, and you're like, you just fucking know that that was because they didn't like restart; they just kind of kept going. Yeah, like they fired them like at the beginning of the project, but they had already filmed some stuff, I mm-hmm. believe. And they, they like didn't change the script. They didn't that much. change any of the script, so like there's. So there's stuff in there that are like jokes, but since it's not a com- it's not a comedic film in general, it seems really weird. Yeah. And you start off like in the one of the beginning scenes where he like pretends to click a bomb and it's a rock. You can know that that's a Lord Miller thing, but that, there's that only the there's I... only like three or four moments like that, and mm-hmm. they stick out as like super weird and not with the theme of the actual. Because they're movie. they're played so seriously. Yeah, and because it's supposed to be a comedy, so you have these like really big, not big, but like these joke moments, and that's why I think like you're you already warned me before that you're gonna talk shit on Donald Glover's performance. I am performance. gonna. Do, I am. But if it was in that vein of like. Lord and Miller style, where everything is like kind of like it definitely would it's like over dramatic and like mm-hmm. like realism, but like extreme realism, I guess not extreme realism, but like more campy. No, oh, it should be he full would, camp. He would work because he's wearing eight, has thousands of he capes. Has thousands of that capes. should be the best character he's in the movie. Clearly, fucking a robot. <laughs> <laughs> like he would have he would have worked so well in Lord and Miller's version, and I feel like he he prepared for Lord and Miller's version, and mm-hmm. when they switched it, he just didn't change his character, which makes him stand out as like this like weird. He's doing a different thing than everybody else. Yeah. So I'm looking up. So that's the. So that's like that's what I'm comparing it to Party Foul, just because it's like you can't switch directors with two completely different uh, styles, and then just pretend like it's one cohesive movie because it's not. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking up all the movies Ron Howard's directed. I only can't tell you a single one. I know who Ron Howard is, but I don't know what they are. And the point... Okay. I'm also bad at remembering directors, except for Lord and Miller, because I love them so much. Gen- looking at this list, the genuine movie I could say that is actually, like, good... Not good. There's, like, dramas, but, like, they're, like, just run-of-the-mill, kind of, in my opinion. 
But the, how the Grinch stole Christmas during Jim Carrey. <laughs> it's the only one I can say. He's also the standout. He's also the narrator for Arrested Development. His best work by That's far. His best work. I um, I'm scrolling through his IMDb and I haven't seen any of these. Well, I don't know. It just like it, he just seems a lot more competent in like. I think what it was is Lord and Miller were going to make this a Lord and Miller movie, but Disney wanted it to be a Disney movie. But it's like, why did you hire them then? Yeah. You fucking know... You know exactly you know, what you're you, doing. You know exactly the kind of movies that they make. And I... Oh, I've seen A Beautiful Mind. He directed that. Oh, no, he was a producer on that. Like, he directed, like, Frost Nixon, oh, I D- The Da Vinci Code. No, he directed A Beautiful Mind, too. I've seen that for a class. And, like, they're fine movies, but, like, I wouldn't say it's, like, standout directorial work or anything like no. that. Like, he's a competent, fine director, but he's not bringing anything special to the table. No, and then you took someone... And like, Lord and Miller always have a very clear... Meth, like, clear... Just style, and that's why... When you hire them, you have to expect them to do that style. Why would they do something different? And then they start doing it, and you don't like it, and then you switch, and then you just make a god-awful movie that's two and a half hours. Two and 15, I think. Ooh, it's long. And it's I was so fucking long. I was drunk watching this. A few... WCs. We we are gonna bleep out the name of said company until we get the sponsorship. So just WCs. WCs. Could be anything. We don't mention it so many times in the last episode. I had a few WCs. I was drunk and I got. I was like, oh my god, I feel like I've been here for hours. I genuinely felt as if I days had passed. Feeling that in the theaters watching it and then also rewatching it now. But I had to because I didn't remember a damn thing that happens in this movie. Because essentially, given like it's a prequel of a character that's already had a whole character arc. So by rule of thumb, essentially nothing happens. Because nothing can nothing, happen. Nothing nothing matters. Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean I am a f I'm not like against prequels. That's fine. I might be. Um I'm trying to think of... I can't think of one off the top of my head where it's like, that was needed. You know? I can't either. Wicked. The entire existence of Wicked is a prequel. You don't like Wicked. I don't like Wicked. I... It's one of my most controversial opinions. <laughs> but I like the idea of having the Wicked Witch of the West as, like, just the classic evil witch. I don't want a backstory It's for. weird. When I watch... I kind of, in my head, treat Wicked as a, an entirely different entity. That's fair. Like, Wizard of Oz is Wizard of Oz, and Wicked is Wicked. Okay. I almost see it as, like, fan fiction. In my head. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess technically, <laughs> technically it is. <laughs> but like it's the Fifty Shades of Grey of Wizard of Oz. <laughs> but, like, when I watch Wizard, when I watch The Wizard of Oz, I'm not thinking in my head... Oh, the witch is the good guy, and Dorothy's technically bad. Like I don't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's I, in my head, I don't, I don't have that. Um, but I also don't even know the last time I was. I might not have even seen Wizard of Oz since I've seen Wicked. <laughs> it's not a movie I regularly watch. It, it, it is a little aged. <laughs> um, but I both, I like both of those things. That's fair, and I do. I like. I guess I like the music and stuff. But, but I am like. Don't know if you know this about me, but maybe because of what we were talking about yesterday. The Little Mermaid is like my favorite movie, Disney I, movie. Okay, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I oh, think, but it does make sense. <laughs> yeah, because I've, as I've said previously, fucking love mermaids. <laughs> um, and I wanted to be a mermaid when I was younger, like so bad. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, and The Little Mermaid 2 is great, and I love it. <laughs> I have not seen it. It's so good. Well, maybe. I have a lot of nostalgia and just love for the for just the story, so that I mean, is my, part of it. My favorite Disney movie is Hercules, which is arguably the worst. I don't think so. Pretty sure it is, but I love it. <laughs> anyway. I, it's like, it's hard to watch. You can't watch movies that came out when you were younger with a critical eye. It's just like near impossible. That's fair. Um, so like any, every time I any see, of those Disney movies, I'm like, they're all great. Every time I see the Donny Osmond version of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, I only have good things <laughs> to say. Um, like, that's why I'm like, Little Mermaid 2 is a great movie. But I'm like, but also I don't really know because I just, I have so much love for it that mm-hmm. I can't objectively look at it. Yeah. Um, but the prequel for Little Mermaid, did you know that there's a prequel? No. Yeah, it's called Ariel's Beginning. I've only seen it one time, and it came out after the sequel, and I did not like it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that actually that still relates because, like in Wicked, it's giving a character that didn't really have an arc an arc as a prequel. But yeah. if you take a character that has already had an arc, already like, had their development, you can't give them a prequel because they've already we already know where they are from the original point. And they grew to a different person. So we don't need them to see them grow into the person that we were introduced to them as once they've already grown as into a different person, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So, like, that that doesn't apply to Wicked because we don't know. The Wicked Witch of the West stays in the same place the whole movie. Yeah. So the, she doesn't have an arc. So you can give her an arc and that still works. Works. Um, I'm looking at best prequels and Monsters University is on here. I forgot about that one. That one's fine. It's fine. It's, yeah. But, like, again, it's, like, not a necessary movie. No. I'm trying to look at... The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, it says it's a prequel. Is it? I don't know. But, like, even then, like, um... And then there are the prequels of Star Wars. (laughs) And we all know how those turned out. Right. And I don't know. So... But there's also a Kingsman prequel coming out. Is it? Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, maybe. But that's going to be about, like, Like Colin Colin Firth's character... Which makes sense, in a okay, way. I can kind of see. I just, I, it's weird. I love the first Kingsman so much, and then I just didn't see the second one. I really liked it. Okay. I might like it more than the first, but I don't Ooh. know. I'm not, I'm not going to... I'm going to keep it in here, but I'm not going to fully commit to that okay. opinion. <laughs> um, but I did, really, I did really like it, and I did see it more than once in theaters. Okay. Which, me and Quinn are very different in the fact that Quinn never rewatches movies, and I do all the time. Especially more than once in theaters. That just blows my mind. Where are you I, getting that kind of money? <laughs> for I saw 22 Jump Street in theaters five times. Well, that's, I think that's different because it's genuinely your favorite movie. It's just my favorite movie. But also, I the one theater near my house has like $5 Tuesdays. That's fair. So we would go on Tuesdays. And then my brother worked at the different movie theaters for a while. Mm-hmm. So then we would go to those. If I, if I still worked at the movie theater, I probably... Yeah, if I, and if free. I saw a movie that I genuinely like, blew like That's my why mind. me and Tyler saw Salt. Because it was he worked at the theater <laughs> and it was free. We wouldn't have gone to that movie. Um, yeah, but like... My, my, but speaking of Star Wars, I did see The Last Jedi three times in theaters, I think. Wow. Because, one, I went opening day with my brother. And then the second time was... My friends wanted to go, and I was like, okay, let's go. It was, it was okay. It was mm-hmm. a good movie. And then the third time was my brother worked at the theater, and he got a, f- like, 
they gave like for Christmas like a bunch of like weird gifts, and he got you get to clock in and then go watch a movie of your choice. Ooh. And then you can clock out. So you're basically just getting paid to watch a movie. Amazing. That's and, the dream. <laughs> and so he wanted to go to the longest one before it expired, and that was The Last Jedi. So he's mm-hmm. like, well, do you want to go with me? And I was like, okay. I had to pay for my ticket. So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the la- I think the last movie I rewatched in theaters was Frozen. And it's not even because I like it. It's because, like, I went with friends and then my family wanted to go. I rewatch the only, stuff all the time. That's I, the only reason I've ever seen it. It's like if I saw it with friends and then someone else like begged me to come with them. I've, it's never been like, oh, I just need to see this movie again right now. I've yeah. never felt that. I saw Infinity... No, not Infinity War. I saw Endgame twice in theaters, which is a long time. Here's I, That's six hours. I so desperately do not want Endgame to pass. I really uh, do. I do Avatar. a lot. I want it to not... Because I think... It's hilarious that Avatar is the highest earning movie of all time. And I don't want that to change. And also, there are... It's just... People would be annoying about it if I came past it. And so I... It's like why I always want the Cleveland Cavaliers to lose. Because people get annoying when they win. And I'm sorry if that hurts you in any way. But you know it's true. I, if you think it's bad with the Cavs, get ready for this next Brown season. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Especially with me being who I am. <laughs> Let's get ready. Because the Indians also haven't been doing well, and I've already been, I retweet stuff all the time. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, I, I really came for you right there, and you I am really sorry. Did. Um, because I also was one of the million people that went to the Cavs championship parade. The, one of the worst days of my life. No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even live in Cleveland. I know. I was in Columbus and I just saw Snapchats and I was like, ah. Of mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, we've been talking for a while. And um, so we should. Not about Solo. Not really about Solo, <laughs> but that's okay. Um. Because, again, two and a half hours, but there's really not much plot to talk about. And I'll just go through my notes. I do have a lot of notes, but not really a lot that we were going to spend a lot of time on. More of, like, just plot things to kind of keep track of what's going on. So the first, I would say, 30 minutes of this movie, I thought it it really did not feel like Star Wars to me because... There was just something about the way it was shot or just the production design where everything really screamed set to me. And it wasn't yeah. until he threw the rock and like broke the window and the light finally came in where it like felt more like like a real place. Yeah. It, it was really strange to me. We do start with like a long, long time ago, the classic thing, but there is no scroll. I I don't, I don't know how remember. you feel about that. that was at, it was, I was at my drunkest right at the start. <laughs> um, so that was interesting. But I feel like because it wasn't a typical like part of the sequence that they didn't do it. Um, like It's like not fully a Star Wars movie. It's not. If that makes sense. It's not part of like the... Like the... Yeah, like the... Because every time they do like a three movie arc or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, it apparently... It was planned to be one. Yeah, they were going to do a lot more movies. Yeah. And that's why I think they introduced Kira as a character. To be more? To be in it more. To, and then go into her, you know, relationship with Darth Maul. Like mm-hmm. how we get at the end. Spoiler alert. 
<laughs> but probably go into that and her maybe like her role in the prequels. Yeah, and like what happened between Before, the whole time that they met, yeah. or when he left her to now, and like why yeah, is she so they wanted different? to do yeah, they wanted to do more movies, mm. but then it flopped. Which because it sucked. Because it's bad. <laughs> um, I remember. I think we saw it like kind of close to opening weekend, and there was like six people in the oh, theater. Oh wow. Um, well, it's it was a horrible shit scheduling because yeah. um, Ro, what no last Last Jedi had just come out. Yeah, it was like quick right after. Yeah, it. yeah, and like it changed their whole plan for the Star Wars cinematic universe. Yeah, which that's crazy. Like they canceled like three movies this and really so relaxed, which is a good thing. Yeah, because I think every cinematic universe should relax a little bit. Well, that's what. After the, what is it, the Rise of Skywalker? Is that what the next one's called? I think so, yeah. Or the Death of Skywalker. Rise. The Rise of Skywalker? Because I think, I think Rise of Skywalker. I do too. Yeah. So I think it's like her rise, maybe. maybe. I don't know. Um, that's going to be the last Star Wars movie in like these trilogies, like in a really long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm excited for it because Me I am too. a fan of the Ryan Johnson trilogy so far. I am too. Yeah. I like it, and we'll get to that at the end. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even though Force Awakens is just a new hope. It's the same movie, but I still like it. I thought it was good too, and my problem with... We'll just get into it now. The yeah, people we'll who are mad about it. about it, it's like, the people who are mad about A Force Awakens, that's what I, I... The people who hate The Last Jedi, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because they were mad about The Force Awakens, because they're like, this is just a new hope this is the same movie and then so then he was like all right let's do something completely different mm-hmm. play with the format yeah whatever and then they're like this isn't star wars i was like do you want the same movie yeah, or like, do you want a different movie? my star wars with women Ugh. Ugh. this is too funny i don't like it <laughs> i saw a lot of those things. wait it's not even that funny no, but though like, there's too many jokes there aren't that many jokes <laughs> what I would say it's one of the more serious ones. Yeah. And I was, like, a big, like, I do agree. Well, it took me a minute. And now I now I fight against it. But the mm-hmm. whole um, Finn and I don't remember her character name. I know her. <laughs> Kelly Marie Shred's her real name. <laughs> what? Is it Joy? It's, it's something, something like that. But their whole... Like, their whole storyline. Um, I was, at first watch, once again, saw it three times in theaters. <laughs> first watch, it's like, why did that happen? It's Rose. Rose. I remembered. I knew it was one syllable. It was like, I, like why did that happen if it ends up not being effective or important? Um, and then I thought about it, and my first initial reaction was, it is kind of interesting to see because I love playing with format and I love playing with like different kind of expect- expectations, and it is fun to have like because heist movies, the heist always works. Love a heist. You know what I mean? And so like, it was interesting because in real life, sometimes your plan doesn't fucking work out. Mm-hmm. And so it is fun to see like this is a storyline they had this big idea and it just it didn't work. Yeah. That's realistic. Yeah. And so I did like that. And then the more I thought about it even more, I kind of doubled down on liking it because that is necessary to the plot because you need that Finn grows as a person through that journey. Mm -hmm. He realizes 
you know, what he was doing as a, a stormtrooper and kind of was realizing, like, looking at, you know, how these people are gambling and they're all, like, the rich and stuff, and then he's seeing, like, the real people mm-hmm. that are, like, you know, can't afford to eat, you know, the, the animals that are racing and how they're treating them, and it was, like, seeing... I don't know. Like, it was, like, it helped him grow as a person yeah. and realize, like, why it's important to resist yeah, and be in the resistance. So it is important for Finn's character, so I kind of doubled down mm-hmm. on loving that plot line. Mm-hmm. And I just love the the whole city the whole is the coolest, the, one of the city. coolest looking, just, like, yeah. things and they've had. it's so different. Yeah. And then um, the little kid who, like, helps them, mm-hmm. and then at the end he, like, can get the broom. It's so cute. Yeah. Because he's not, because she's not the last Jedi, because Mm -hmm. you can tell that he's going to be. Mm -hmm. And this is. Maybe he is the, that little boy is the last. Maybe he's the Skywalker. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I thought of of this while you were speaking, but does, does every, so does every stormtrooper look like John Boyega if they're clones? That's hot. I know. I was going to say, because that's the universe I want to be in. If, if there's thousands, thousands of John, John Boyegas for me to choose from. Sign me the fuck up. <laughs> I don't care if you're a stormtrooper. <laughs> just, he changed, so can you. Just like, I did not like... I have a weird relationship with Adam Driver. Where Oh, I think about like Big Shoulder <laughs> Adam Driver every day. Well, like... I, I think of no belly button. <laughs> That's what I meant. Big shoulder, yeah, big no shoulder, belly button. No belly button. Full torso. <laughs> like, I, you know, in The Force Awakens, I was like, this character sucks. And then in, in um, The Last Jedi, I was like, why am I so attracted to this character? <laughs> well, I, 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 what I, happened? I like how much he sucks. I think the whiny boy villain whiny boy. needs, because like, normally there's so many people like that that don't think they're horrible. Yeah. And so, I don't know. It was it's a, it was a weird thing for me where I'm like, in The Last Jedi, I'm like so attracted to Kylo Ren. And I don't know what it is. I, I, like, I didn't really get the Adam Driver hype until he hosted SNL. And that was oh, really... Was so good on yeah, SNL. Yeah, like that's when he won me over. I was, yeah, I didn't... I wasn't a fan of Adam Driver. Everyone's like, he's hot. I'm like, no, he's not. And then and even in the Force Awakens, I'm like, no. And then you just saw him standing there then, with his arms that's, out. That's what the weirdest part about it is that that is he doesn't look sexy. He yet. looks so stupid. He looks so stupid, <laughs> and I don't know why. I'm like, yeah, I'd fuck Kylo. Ren. <laughs> he can't even like get his arms close <laughs> no. to his body. <laughs> and like his pants are so high. <laughs> It shouldn't work, but and I'm sitting there in the theater. I'm like, damn, just I'm now in love with Adam Driver. By the way, Adam Driver's not in this movie. <laughs> You're right. This is where we are now. Um. All right, so it starts with a long time to go. That's as far as we got into this movie. That's and it. they're on the. They're like in service to like. Well, the big thing in the scroll uh, is that he he's fighting for Survivor, but he just wants to fly. Or I was um, I, I I was just is she like a mob boss? Is that kind of the the worm? The worm, lady? I guess. Because um, we're introduced to Kira and that he's a thief, so he stole something. Mm-hmm. Um, the fuel. The fuel. Um, coaxium. 
Uh, I'm glad you got that word. Because <laughs> I, I didn't. I put on subtitles to know what the fuck they were saying. <laughs> um, and he has to talk to Lady Proxima. Wow, you are remembering things. I am looking at my notes. Okay. <laughs> and he's tr- he actually did steal the fuel. Um, so he did the the quest that he was sent out to do, but he's lying to her cause, so he can so he can keep it. So he can keep it. And um, so she's gonna kill him. And then he's like, "Make one move, and I'll blow everyone up." And he has a rock in his hand, and is like, this is a bomb. And she's like, no, that's a rock. This is the part that's so Lord and Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's click, like, click. and he goes like, <laughs> and she's like, no, you just made a click noise with your, no- with your mouth. And he's like, no, I didn't. And like that whole part is full of Lord and Miller. And, but, and that's, that's the biggest case of where it's clearly a written joke, but it is delivered seriously. Yeah. And you can't, that's a funny moment, but you can't have only like four of these absurd comedy like you can't have absurd things happen for jokes only four times in a two hour Mm -hmm. plus movie yeah because then they stick out as like that should not have been there that's my that's my part that's the party foul of it all (laughs) yeah um and then because there's another part so then they're like escaping and they're like in a jet like an airport I think oh, it's technically oh. a car. Oh, I, I, was, I was past he that. He doesn't fly yet. It's a floating car. It's a floating car, and there's, like, a cop telling him he can't go this way, like a ro- like a droid cop, and he runs it over, and, like, so then the co- like the robot's, like, in half, still finishing the order. Like, it's uh, it's blocked off. But it was, like, that's another Lord and Miller moment where it's supposed to be a joke. You don't remember this at Can all. Can you tell by my face? I have no <laughs> idea where that happened. Again, this is the part where I was it's, very drunk. It's in the part where they're like, they're like, before they get stuck in the thing. Okay. So I remember like that. Around. But they like hit it. Like a cop is like telling them like, oh, this is like restricted area. And he just runs them over like in half. And then the Robocop like just like finishes yeah. his thing. And it's supposed to be funny. But once again, this is maybe two out of like the five moments that happens. <laughs> And it happens so quickly. That's what, that's my, that's again one of my, my point, is mm-hmm. that it happens so quickly after the rock thing that you know that these were going to happen very frequently throughout the movie. And then but they, they don't. just stop. <laughs> um, and I, I, was, I was, they're like, here's one of the most aggravating parts of the movie. Just like straight up like a fuck you. I don't know who wrote this part, but straight up a fuck you to fans. It's kind of after they try to escape through like, an airport, but she. That Kira, is the next note that I have. Yeah, Kira gets stuck. Han gets to the other side, and he's like, has oh, to no, find a way that. to get out of the airport. Yeah. And then he goes up. He's like, I want to listen to the military, whatever. And they're like, okay, what's your name? And he's like, Han. And he's like, do you have a, what's your last name? He's like, I don't have anybody. And then just some random guy goes, okay, you're Han Solo. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. This is the title of the movie, and you're just gonna have some. Dude Random say person it? say it who's in this one scene and has like two lines. Like one of the most iconic characters in cinema, and it's just gonna be named by a guy. <laughs> what? It's not even like he calls himself that. Yeah. It's yeah, and it's like it's supposed to I always like Han Solo, it's like, oh, he's like a loner and he's solo, but he was like still cool. And it's not corny. <laughs> but this made it corny. <laughs> yeah, this made it literally like it could have been like him going up and then we're like, what last name? Solo. Or, and then he like, what's your? I mean, you can even have like him go like, what's your, what's your people, what's your last name, or whatever. And he like ponders and he pauses for a second, and then looks around and goes, 
solo. And then and then the music cue starts and it's like, I'm feeling like a star. You can't stop my shine. I'm because they do play really dramatic music when he goes, but they never solo, play your Han Solo. They never play Jason Derulo once. No, and it's like, what are we doing? <laughs> Who's um, riding solo? But before that happens. Other than Gary Fisher. Before, before that happens, which it comes up later, is like they're they're trying to escape and he goes through like these two walls that are closing together because, you know, that mm-hmm. always happens. Yeah. And she goes, we're not going to make it. It's too tight. And he goes, watch this. And then they get stuck. Mm-hmm. Which is another... I'm like, Lorna Miller probably did this entire opening. <laughs> they definitely... Um, but it still didn't feel like they directed it. Because, like... No. It, maybe it was just Ron... Maybe they, maybe they did. And then Ron Howard got the music cues. And that's where it got fucked up. In the editing and music. Yeah. And then he... Because this is where the jokes are the most frequent. Yeah. And then he, um, Han has, like, his lucky dice or whatever. Mm-hmm. I straight up don't remember those they're from in, the originals. But they're in, um, The Last Jedi. I don't remember. Or no, 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 he's, died. he's dead in it. I, I, yeah. It's in, Force, it's in the, the new ones, I, I'm I've pretty seen, sure. I, I've seen them once. Or at least Leia has them. I think okay. Leia just has them. Okay, I just, it was something, a detail then, I never noticed. Yeah. So I was like, why are we, why are we so <laughs> caring about these dice? They are probably just on the Millennium Falcon. Okay. Falcon. Falcon. <laughs> but um, Leia, I'm almost positive she has them. Okay. Um, or no, Luke has them. Somebody has Someone them. has them in The Last Jedi. I remember seeing them. Okay. Um, so he gives Kira the lucky dice while they're trying to like escape. And they're trying to get out with no ID badges, and then she gives them the coaxium, and then to bribe them to let them through. So then Han gets through, and then that's when Kira gets stuck. And then he's like, I'll come back for you. Um, Because she's like, go, because they're going to kill him if they find him. Mm -hmm. And then there's announcements that someone's, like, got through the checkpoint, an unauthorized person. And so Han just sits there and watches other people get, like, forcefully (laughs) searched and, like, attacked by these cops. And he's just like, oh, no. It's like, how are you the good guy? (laughs) Complicity in action is still villainous. I know. He's just like watching. Don't be a witness. He literally watched a child get separated from their parent. And it's like, oh no, better hide. Hans <laughs> like, uh, oh just God. like some guy who lives in Arizona and just watches ice raid his neighbors <laughs> yeah. every day. Too real, but yeah. Um, and then he sees an ad for the Empire and then applies to be a pilot, which like weird. It was strange because. It's but also, wouldn't he have been everything? known by the? Or it wasn't the Empire that was running. Well, they didn't know his name either. They were just looking for some dude, yeah. I guess. And But, like, I don't know. Being in the military is almost everything against Han's character, would you say? Because they, they were like, you can't follow... Like, you have to follow orders and you'll be okay. Just the complete opposite of everything Han stands for. Yeah. And, um... So then he was at a pilot. And we find out later, because they're like, you'll be great if you can just follow orders. And then we almost, like, immediately cut to him on a battlefield... Not a pilot. Not a pilot. And then there's just one line where he says, oh, yeah, I got kicked out of the pilot academy for not following orders. And I was like, why didn't we get that? Why do we need you on a battlefield? Yeah, I, and, and then there's this whole weird thing. I, I'm, it's not weird. It's like the basis of the whole plot. But it's like, oh, they're thieves, but like Han wants to join them, but they don't want him. And like they rat him out, whatever. He meets Chewbacca in a pit, which <laughs> sucked. We're almost there if we just follow my notes. Because <laughs> um, that's where we meet Beckett. Oh, yeah. And Beckett 
is um, Woody Harrelson, and he and Han figures out that he's not an actual soldier, soldier. because he has like Birds deadly on, wounds on, his, on his clothing. Yeah, so it's like you would have died if that happened to you, and so Beckett calls him out for being fake because he's wearing like a higher up jacket or whatever. So um, he gets thrown into the beast, and like the people who the um, the cops or whatever. The other soldiers that throw him in are like, this will be fun. We haven't fed him in three days. So I... Did you see it coming that it would be Chewy? No. Okay, I didn't either. Because the moment he stepped out, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I was in, like... It, it was. It felt like it was supposed to be fan service. Like, oh, here's Chewy. It was. like, what the That's fuck? That's this entire movie. Yeah. It's like having these dramatic moments where like, oh, you know this person. <laughs> and that's the whole entire movie. And then there's a part where... They're fighting, and then they, they fight for so long. The cop it goes feels like, really long. Kill him slower, and then Han starts speaking Wookie, and then oh, that was lame. And then um, Chewie stops killing him, and then they come up with a plan for him to hit the weight bearing stick, and then the cops fall. And then well, like it's it's like straight up three minutes of them just gurgling at each other. Yeah, and because like <laughs> another part where. We know that Chewie's not going to kill Han. Yeah. Because we know Han is alive. Yeah. And Chewie is good. <laughs> so we know that Chewie's not going to eat Han Solo in the first ten minutes of this movie. Like, why not... I think what I think would be more interesting is, like, make Chewie, like, Beckett's number two. And then, like, have Han, like, earn his trust over Beckett yeah. or something like that. that or, I think that's better. Or even... And also, if Han could speak Wookiee the entire time... Why didn't he do it immediately? Why did he why fight did he take the beating? Because um, they wanted a fight scene. Yeah. Like, why is it with, like, it's only like, until he's about to kill him that you decide to speak And it's, like, me. so dark, and they're both covered in mud, and you can't see shit. No. And that Wookiee costume looks disgusting. Oh, it was... Ugh. It looks stupid. It looked very synthetic. When, once he got cleaned, it looked better. But for some reason, when he was it covered in mud, it so looked so It so bad fake. in mud. Yeah. Um, and then he throws them out of the pit, but they're chained together, so there's a fun bit where they try and run in different directions. And then, for some reason... And now let's let's get into Beckett's motivation. Because Beckett stops and picks them up and decides to wait for them. I think it's just like, oh, he respects his moxie. Because it's like nothing... And that's what going into like the twists. None of them are earned and none of them make sense. Because... Why Why would Beckett, which, spoiler alert again, which I don't know why you would listen to an episode if you cared about spoilers, but why would you, because he turns out to be the bad guy. Like, his biggest character trait, it's it's always about him. Yeah. He will do what's best for him first, So then always. why, and so if he's a bad guy, why would he, like, just go go back and, and get Han? Not why, even, what's the point of doing Not that? even that he's a bad guy, it's just, like, that's not his... What was best for him. He's looking out for number one. Yeah. Always. And, and he's always like, don't trust anybody. That's the one instance where he doesn't look out for number one. Yeah. And that's his biggest character trait is that he tells you to not trust anybody. Yeah. So why is this random person you met for two seconds? And if you're on like your own mission because you're working for like the big bad guy, why would you do this? 
Why? It doesn't make any sense. If, yeah, if you're working for, like, if you know you're working for someone truly bad, why just bring in a stranger? And if you know, like, they're Who, not going to be happy with... Yeah, because you know if this goes wrong, you're fucked. Yeah. Why bring in someone who you, you don't, don't know? You don't know. And doesn't follow orders, and that's the only thing you know about him. Yeah. This is the, like, one of two things he said to you. Unless he, you just respect the fact that he could tell that you weren't a real officer. Maybe mm, that's it. That might have been it. And like, and then also, this is the movie's fault. Why introduce us to two characters, and one cast a very pretty prominent actress, and then kill her, and the then next immediately scene? kill both of them, and not have them come oh, back? Oh right, yeah. It was so weird because it felt like they were going to be the main parts of the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about the alien. Yeah. Guy. He was like, "Oh, that's your comic relief guy. You have like Dandy Newton, Avengers. who's go- who's like an in- going to be interesting and like." Yeah. Give complexity to, because like as soon as she dies, nobody talks about her again. Even though he isn't there's he, like she one, like Beckett's wife. He like comments. Um, Han mentions her later on, but, but that's like, it. Yeah, it, why kill her at all if she's not gonna like why affect him at all? Yeah, yeah. It's a non-factor in his entire character. So that Beckett comes back and picks them up, and then him and and uh, Han and Chewie shower together for some reason. I wanted to see some Wookiee ass. <laughs> Later on, so then they're talking, and Han asks Chewbacca what his name is, and he says Chewbacca. And he's like, you're going to need a nickname, which is another, like, because he calls him Chewie. We have to have a line like that. Yeah, you like, can't just start calling him Chewie, yeah. you, which you can. Wait, did he even call him Chewie at any point? Did he ever be movie? like, yeah, yeah. Because it feels like if it went that line, there'd be like a later stuff where he's like, oh, you're chewy. I get it. Yeah. But like, I feel like that doesn't happen. Yeah. You shouldn't just, oh, it's Chewbacca. Even if you want to line, like, oh, that's pretty long. And then just start calling him chewy. Mm -hmm. Or just have him say chewy right there. Why, like, tease it and then bring it up later? Yeah. It's Chewbacca. And he goes, oh, I'm going to call you chewy. Mm hmm. Like, why? Or who cares? Just. Be like, oh, your name's Chewbacca, and then just start calling him Chewy. Because once again, this is a prequel. We know that he calls him Chewy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we don't need like this like whole backstory. So then there's a part where the um, the alien and the girl, because Beckett had a girl, <laughs> are talking, and the alien's like, "What's your motivation, kid? I bet you're out for revenge. Oh, it's got to be revenge." And then she goes, no, it's a girl. I know that look. And I was like, this is annoying. It really was. Shut the fuck up. Who cares? Because the girl... Who gives a fuck about the girl? She dies immediately. I don't even know her name. Oh, I thought... I meant Kira. Oh. Because the girl is Princess Leia. That's the girl we care about. Yeah, we as an audience know that this girl does not matter. Yeah. Why this is the entire basis of this movie and yeah no like it, it's a hinge on finding her and then her betrayal is like the whole core of the film and it's almost like or maybe but i don't know i feel like we hansel as a character isn't the kind of guy to fall in love often but now we have two instances of him being in love with someone it really seems like it's just any pretty girl he meets right <laughs> um so then Beckett makes out with his girl so that we know that they're together. 
and then they do this heist that that goes wrong, and they lose Just a bunch of money. And they, one of the more boring heists I've ever seen. I, this is a part where I was, I was straight up was not. I was packing. <laughs> I was not paying attention. Do you know what it reminded me of though? The train heist in Sucker Punch. It, does. it was. This is pretty it's much the sweet. same. Um, and then the pilot sidekick alien guy gets shot. Gets shot. Whatever. And then the girl dies. And his death's supposed to be emotional, maybe, but, like, we knew him for 15 minutes. And then Beckett, because they blamed Han. Yeah. I don't remember why I wasn't paying attention. Well, no, because then... Because he improvised and he didn't follow orders. Or no, because they were about to crash into a mountain, so he had to let the load go so they could get out alive. Yeah. And so then Beckett punches Han and, and is like, we were hired, we weren't stealing for ourselves. Dandy Newton also dies when she's like, I can't... Yeah, I said the alien. No. Oh. But the girl... Yeah. Yeah. Because she... Just kills herself, kind of. She essentially was like, well, I have to do this. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I gotta blow up this bridge. And it's like, just get off the bridge. And she's like, I'm, I can't. My hands are tied. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so Beckett's like, the only thing we can... Because like, Han's like, let's keep running. And he's like, they're gonna find us. The only thing we can do is to go to them, which we know <laughs> later is because he's actually working for the guy. Well, here's what I thought. When he said that, He was. Uh, I was like, uh, for Han, I was like... Yeah, they know him. They don't know you. You could just leave. Yeah, that's what... So there's... This whole sequence is, like, Beckett being like, the only thing we can do is to go to them and try and, you know, tell them we'll, well do I, something else. And then Beckett saying he'll go alone and not bring Han since they don't know Han. And then he says, if you show your face, if they don't kill you, you're in this life for good. Basically, you're going to be in forever debt to this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Han is like, well, whatever thing that they might be offering is worth the risk to go with them. Um, so that's this whole sequence, but so we know looking back on it that Beckett's a bad guy and that's well, probably and I, why he wants to bring Han, but it doesn't make sense for Han to even go. I don't think Beckett I don't think it was Beckett that was working for him. It's like I thought it was I don't think Beck I thought Beckett was I think Beckett was on their side then. But the reason Beckett betrayed them wasn't because he wasn't on their side, but it's because his best possible outcome was to betray them then. I, I don't think he really but, has that allegiance. But um, Dryden says later, my most trusted assistant or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I, I, I took it as he was just doing, he's doing whatever's Maybe. best for him. In, the in that case, then the scene makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but Han going doesn't make sense ever at all. Like, just don't, don't show yourself yeah, to... Yeah, it really, it's really strange that no. it went. But I guess that's the but, plot of the movie, so he had to. But then we cut to the bad guy killing someone so that we know he's bad. Yeah, with his ki- lightsaber daggers. Lightsaber knives. It was weird. They, like, weren't lightsabers, but they, like, glue and got hot or something. Glue, is that the glowed? I mean, I think is, they had, like, little... glowed or glue? They had, like, the little laser at, at the... At the tips of them or whatever. It's glowed, right? Yeah, it's glowed. Okay. <laughs> um, but then Hira's there. Kira's there, not Hira. Kira. <laughs> Kira. Kira's there, and Han's like, how'd you get out? And she goes, I didn't. <laughs> um, but, but she did get out, because she wasn't serving the worm lady anymore. No, she was serving this dude. And so they offer a plan uh, to get the refined coaxium. Unrefined. Unrefined um, yeah, the the kids are like, you need us to get refined coaxium, and he's yeah. like, what if we get normal coaxium and then refine it? And he's like, sure, but he's like, but Kira needs to go with them. 
for reasons. For reasons that don't make any sense. Yeah. Because he also knows, like, I'll probably be sending her to her death. Yeah. It's like, the thing is making the... Sorry, I was yawning. The thing is making the whole plot revolve around obtaining fuel seems like a mistake because who cares? It's fuel. Yeah. And, but it's so expensive. That's like their whole thing is that it's just... <laughs> just like make it money. Make it like... It, make it guns, something. I don't know. Something that feels like it has more impact. No, but it has to be ex- explosive fuel. Yeah. But, but then they go to Orlando. That's and then, nice. yeah. And then there's a scene. So then Kira's like, so we're going to need a professional smuggler. And then she just starts talking about how attractive he is, which is weird. Like going on and on it's about how attractive. <laughs> well, he is. It makes complete sense. But she's like, we need a really good smuggler. And she goes, and also, he's attractive. I thought it was just and to make Han jealous. And, oh, maybe. Um, but then I wrote, she's right. He is attractive. <laughs> and so then we meet Lando. Mm-hmm. And he's playing... A game. Poker, essentially. Essentially poker, space poker. And Han decides to gamble for it to try and get the Millennium Falcon. Falcon? Why do I keep calling it the Falcon? <laughs> the Millennium Falcon. The Falcon. <laughs> I'm just gonna call it the Falcon. The MFR. The MFR. Um, trying to get him to bet it, and there's a scene where um, Lando's like, "Everything you hear about me is true." And um, that, that that that's when you were like, <gasps> and then eventually he bets the ship, and then Han wins, and then Lando recognizes knows Kira. No, and- Han loses. Oh right, you're right. Because he cheats. Because Lando, cheats. Cheats, Lando cheats. And then, because um, he had a card up his sleeve. Yeah. And then. But he knows Kira, so he's. But he knows Kira, so then he ends up helping, anyways. Uh, here's my. I'll, I'll get into my whole problem with Donald. Donald Glover's performance. And it's mainly, he just seems to be doing this weird affectation with his voice that doesn't. It's like he's doing like a character voice, but. Yeah. Like, as if he was controlling a puppet or something. And that's what I mean when I said earlier. is like, I think this... Because he's very... It's a campy character. Mm-hmm. His version of it. Not over-the-top camp, but, like... He is, like, overacting. Yeah. And in a Lord and Miller movie, it would have worked fine. That that might be what it is. He just was in a different movie. He than was in a different else. movie than what he signed up for. Yeah, which is the problem. So he did this work preparing his character, and then they changed the movie. He was no, like, well, he was in character. the movie he signed up for. Just nobody else. Was just in no it one anymore. else was. No one else was on board <laughs> with what he was doing. And that's why I kind of wanted to talk about it because there's these two interviews that I watched with um, the guy who plays Han and then Donald Glover. And the guy who plays Han is talking about how he had meetings with Harrison Ford to talk about the character and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so then um, Donald Glover reached out to Billy D. Williams and was like, do you have any advice for me to play Lando? And he goes, I don't know, be charming. <laughs> <laughs> that was his whole advice for Donald Glover. I love that. And he's, he's like, like I, I think I could do that. And then Donald's like, great, got it. <laughs> Have you seen my face? <laughs> well, that's speaking of that, I forgot to bring this up. I also have a prominent problem with um, the guy who plays Han. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't think he's that charming at all throughout this entire film. I don't, I, I don't think he, he's not like, he's not that charismatic. 
he's like missing like that Harrison young Harrison Ford like quality like the danger the like mm-hmm. little glint in his eye he doesn't have any of that and so he just feels like a totally different character it does feel like it yeah it yeah. just doesn't feel like Han Solo yeah there's the charisma's gone yeah and it's not saying he's a because he is in Hill Caesar and he's like it's not like he's playing the exact it's not like he's just a bad actor because he plays a con- entirely different character in Hill Caesar. That's like normally how I base off of a, a person that's good at acting is just comparing their other work. <laughs> um, so maybe he just, but also the character's written in that way where it's he's good the whole time. He's, there's nothing complex about his character I just, in I, this movie. I didn't need, even need that. I just needed charisma. Yeah. And I just didn't see any of it. I don't know. No, you're right. And like Amelia, no one's really good in this movie. No. Maybe Woody Harrelson? I don't know. I think... Um, he still didn't have uh, much to work with. I can't think of it. Paul Bettany? Yes, Paul yeah, Bettany's probably. good. He's, he's, he's definitely he's interesting. I liked his face scars. I wanted to know what was going on with those. <laughs> I'm sad that he died because I love Paul Bettany. <laughs> I want more. I want more Paul. So he knows Kira. We find out that we know he knows Kira, and that he recognizes Beckett as being like this amazing thief, or he killed someone that Lando was indebted to. Yeah, so he's like, I'll um, help you. So then we have to go find... So then he agrees to do it for, like, 25% of the cut. Mm-hmm. And he's like, great. Um, so then he's like, I just need my right-hand droid. <laughs> and, and then we meet L3, who is yelling at a droid cage fight yeah. to try and free the robots. Um, so here's a lot of issues with L3. Mm-hmm. One, complete waste of Phoebe Waller-Bridge. It, it, I, you, have you seen Fleabag? No. Fleabag is genuinely one of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And, like, she created it, she stars in it, she writes it, she does everything. Mm-hmm. And she is just insanely talented. Such a good actress. And to have her wasted on a character whose sole intention seems to be to make fun of the desire for rights... Rights? Yeah. Is... Not good. No, and like that's what it's weird. It's like we're. It. It's, I don't know. It's like almost trying to make a point, but then it's making. But then the point is that that's a dumb thing to want. Equal rights is a dumb thing to want. It has that weird kind of like subtext. Yeah. Like, the the funny part is, like, oh, what are the dynamics of robot sex? That's where That's funny. it should have gone. <laughs> That's what we should have been focusing on. Yeah. And she could have had that... We could have treated that her wanting to free all the robots because she was more sentient than a lot of them. Yeah, that that could have... Yeah, like, that could have been fun. That's fine. what you used to make her, like, the likable character. Don't make her... That gives her an arc. And then, like, her comedic side is... Where exactly in this how exactly piece of metal is Donald Glover putting his penis? Because <laughs> we know it's somewhere. <laughs> There's not a doubt about that. Um, it's very clear that that's happening. Um, but yeah, the joke shouldn't have been the fact that she wants equal rights for droids. Yeah. Um, but she so she doesn't want to go. And then later she's, like, breaking into, like, the shipyard. And Mm. she goes, I can't perform when you're looking at me, which was weird. And then we see the Falcon. And um, they had to... He was impounded, basically. And then... I didn't really get why. 
Because he just wasn't paying his parking tickets. Oh, okay. But I like think that's what it was. That's why she had to break into the shit like, where it was. What was the point of have like because then they just like release it and leave? Like, isn't it the same if they just leave. get it naturally? Yes. Yeah. And then uh, there's we cut to some other characters that put a tracker on the ship, and then we're like, okay, and then we won't see them for another hour and a half. Mm-hmm. We forget that that happened. Well, who were they? It was the nest people. The the pirates. The, the yeah. Oh, okay. I, I thought they were other people. No. So then, oh, then there's a funny. Uh, <laughs> I did air quotes, but there's a part where Chewie and Beckett are playing chess, and then Chewie loses and gets mad and tries to wipe it off, but they're holograms. <laughs> um, I, I like the part where Amelia Clark is just trying on Lando's capes. I know because and that's I, relatable. My next note is he has a lovely cape closet. <laughs> So he has, like, we go to Lando's closet that just has so many capes. Like, upwards of 50 capes. Yeah, I think that's what's almost most frustrating, is you get these hints of what this movie could have been. Yeah. And that's what makes it even harder, is, like, because it's just not that. It's not that movie, but the moments are still in there. Yeah. Um, and then they make out in the camp, the cape closet, and then Beckett's like, am I interrupting that's something? That's the dream. <laughs> to make out in Donald Glover's cape closet. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> um, so Becca comes, sees them making out, and goes, Am I interrupting something? And then. Oh, wink, wink. And then he's talking to Han. He's like, You can't. You have to be careful with that one. And then Beckett says, Trust no one. Assume everyone will betray you. Expect the unexpected. That's the big brother catchphrase. The, Trust yeah. no one. <laughs> Trust no one. Expected. And then we have, so they're about to lift off, and L3 and Donald Glover about to, you know, take off, and L3, and Donald Glover says, you need anything? And she goes, equal rights, and that was another one where it's like, uh, why are we that's funny. making fun of this? Um, but then Lando walks away, and then there's this, this good scene between L3 and Kira, where they have girl talk, and L3 is like, you, he loves you. Han loves you. I can hear his heart palpitations. And she's like, no, he doesn't. She's like, yeah, he does. And then she's like, I'm in the same boat. Lando's in love with me. (laughs) And then she goes, I just, every once in a while, I think maybe, but we're not compatible. And then there's like a pause and Kira just goes, how would that work? (laughs) And she goes, it works. (laughs) (laughs) So That's where we're like, okay, confirm. Confirm Lando has fucked this robot. (laughs) Which, that's, I want a, this a rom-com. And yes. it's, it's like a Romeo-Juliet kind of situation where it's like, but you're a droid, but, <laughs> but I'm in love with you. And um, then, but also full penetration. <laughs> <laughs> would it, technically, would it be, yes it would. I was going to say, would it be porn? I mean, I, the, robot? the point is we're seeing but it would be. That's the main concern. <laughs> um, so then we get to the heist. Again, barely. Barely heist. We don't get any of their plan. So Han and Chewie are like slaves. So they're going to trade like, it's, them for It's the... barely a plan because like it's uh, like they get, once they get past the door, they're just like kicking shit. Yeah. They just beat, up, they just beat people up. Yeah. So then they're, they're acting as slaves and then the guy goes, 
slaves are to follow you, this person, to get clipped and tagged. And then Han goes, clip what? A fun castration joke. <laughs> That's that, what this movie needed. You know, the only movie we've seen that needed castration was Ma. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so then Kira punches Han to act like she like they're slaves. And then oh. gives him the lucky dice back. Aww. She had it all this time. She loves him. Um, and then, yeah, as soon as they get behind guards, they just beat him up. And then Chewie accidentally rips this guy's arms off. And then Han's like, that's the jacket that would have fit me. <laughs> but also, like, these aren't bad people. They're just people who live in this community. Yeah. They're like, just... Like, yeah, they're like they're not even stealing from... Like evil people, evil people. They're like stealing from, from just a, like a mining a mine. community. Just people doing. The, I guess people they have who, slaves. Oh, you're right. Never mind. I forgot they about are, that. They are, yeah, scratch that. <laughs> we, we were sorry. They did have slaves. <laughs> they are bad. They deserve to die. <laughs> um, they didn't need their arms. So then L three is trying to like do a bunch of like hack into their computer system, and there's a droid there that people has restraints. I know. Um, and then they, she restrains, she like Freeze them. deactivates the restraints. And then he goes, he kind of like the droid, I don't know why I was gendering the droid. The droid doesn't know what to do now. And she goes, oh, I don't know. Go free all the other ones. And so then the robot's like, freedom! <laughs> and then we, we have a bunch of really fun cutaways of that robot going around and taking the restraints <laughs> off other robots. <laughs> And that was very funny. That th- that robot would go down in history. Yeah. Um, so then there's a bunch of like, ro- and then there's another shot where someone's like, "What is happening?" And L three is like, "I caused a distraction." And then we show like a little droid that's just bouncing on all of the controls, and that was very funny. It's <laughs> just like destroying everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Chewie sees. Uh, a bunch of other Wookiees that were slaves, and he wants to go save them. This, listen, <laughs> I, again, I keep saying this through looks, which is my mistake. Yeah, do not remember that. But in my defense, this was the longest scene in the movie. This was. It went on for so long. There's Beckett was like Han. You can't improvise. And then they're walking down a hallway, and they're they um, are going to get the coaxium, and then. Um, once this, uh, Chewie sees a bunch of other Wookies kind of like being like, what like slaves being slaves like b- being hit. Do you and think stuff. everyone in this mine was castrated? It had to have been. <laughs> um, so then he sees them, and then he uh, it, like wants to go help them, and then Han is like, "We can't improvise," but Chewie like being like, "Well, I have to save." my kind mm-hmm. see this is a, even though he's like being the good guy this is like one of the times where it's like still in line with Han's character of just being a renegade being a rogue just doing yeah. what you want to do as opposed to what you're told to do yeah uh, they have this moment where they're like saying goodbye like we probably won't see you again and then Han goes in. that's why he was by himself getting the coaxium <laughs> I, I I remember I remember the droids being freed, and then I remember them back on the plane. Lando's hurt now. 
All right, so I'll tell I'm you pretty what much happens. missing everything. So then, but here's the thing: like, you don't have to if you don't want to. Well, I, was, I life, was planning on it. My life's the same. It'll be really short. So then, Han gets to the coaxium. They like L three open the vault or whatever, and he like it's really heavy, and he got one on a cart. And then he was like, "Great, got it." And then Beckett's like, "Now only eleven more." And he's like, "Oh, what?" So uh, like a funny moment. <laughs> jokes, jokes, Funny. jokes. Uh, and then, um, so he does that, and so he's like pushing this really heavy cart of the coaxium, and then a bunch of guards come to like get him because he's stealing a bunch of stuff. And then Chewie and then the other Wookiees come and fight off all the guards, and they go and help him. Adorable. And at some point, I don't remember, but they do give Chewie the ammo belt, belt thing, jacket is thing. Iconic little. Um, I don't remember when that happens, though. Uh, it fine. happened at some point already. <laughs> and then, um, so, they save him, and then all the Wookiees help protect him, and then L3 is running around yelling, like, Viva la Resistance! <laughs> <laughs> and, like, all this stuff, and then she gets shot, and so then Lando runs out oh, to yeah, get I her. she dies. And then... He goes to pick her up, and it's only the top half, so he goes to, like, run back to the ship, and then he gets shot. So then Han runs after them and picks up Lando, who is holding L3, and then runs them into the thing. And then, for some reason, the Wookiees load all the coaxium into the ship for them and then leave. Which was weird. A little bit. Like, why would the Wookiees help them? Because I guess, like, they freed them. Oh, so yeah, they like freed them. Little... Yeah, they're like, help you steal it, especially since they're not slaves Wait, anymore. Th- thanks for this. I Here's here's my part. We're even now. Let me peel my stickers. Oh, right. <laughs> I thought that that's what you were talking about. You were talking about the Wookiees. <laughs> um, and then the Wookiees, there was, like, something happening, and the Wookiees had to leave, and then they, like, said goodbye to Chewie. Even just leaving. Uh, that's how they say goodbye. Yeah. That was my Wookiee impression. <laughs> and then um, L3 dies, and Han has to fly the plane to get them out. And then they're, here, here, they're being the, chased. Here's the thing about L3 dying. Definitely marketed as main character, dies very soon into appearance, which is strange. And I get why they kill them off, because like they know, we as the audience knows... They don't really matter, so they can kill them off because yeah. we know they're not going to affect the story later on. But like at the same time, like just why introduce them just to like keep just killing off these people like fifteen minutes into their screen time? Yeah. And like like L three Phoebe Waller Bridge is like was marketed as like one of the main characters, and she was like in all these cash shoots and like stuff. Yeah. So I mean, it's she's just not. It's like not even like a surprise twist though because we know the character doesn't matter. Yeah. But they're being followed by a bunch of ships, and Beckett, they're like, are they still on us? And Beckett just keeps using a bunch of weird analogies instead of just saying yes. And then Lando has to take out L3's, like, brain, basically. And put it into the ship. put it into the ship. Which is... We have this fun joke where Chewie's 109 years old. (laughs) I'm trying to go really fast through this. Thank you. Were you had to say something? No. Okay. There's something about like how that would be against her wishes to be. It definitely would be to just be a ship. To be silenced. <laughs> to be silenced and like part of yeah, to have full con- like someone else has to have full control over you. Yeah. Yeah, she would hate that. Um, and then something is on fire in the ship, and Kira uses one of Lando's capes to like put it out, and he goes, "That's a custom piece." 
Love that. Um, this is the part where we just had a bunch of made-up space language. We were like, you can't do this when you're... Blah, 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 blah. And it's like just a bunch of like it's nonsense. Like, we got to warp drive through the... Well, you can't do this. With a, it's like a bunch of stuff that they just don't care to explain to the audience. This is kind of where I'm back at once. They, like, get off the path between, like, the meteors or whatever. Yeah. And then there's, like, that big alien. Like, the big alien that's going to eat them. But oh, then they right. But then they past, just get like, away the black from hole it. Yeah. Or whatever, and it sucks it in. I say that I'm skipping over this because truly none of this matters. No. It is just an action set piece. No. They all make it out. And also, like, they avoid the action so quickly. Yeah. And that's another one. It reminds me of the scene in 21 Jump Street when they're it's in the car chase. And it's a joke that they keep these, like, really big, like, petroleum trucks keep falling over. And they think it's going to explode. And then it doesn't. Mm, it's I kind of that. like that. I think it, if this... If, like, Lord Miller had the script, that's probably what they were going for is that... Oh no, like this huge thing's gonna happen, but then they get out very quickly and easily. And so it's supposed to be like, oh. It's one of those moments where you think the petroleum truck's gonna blow up mm-hmm. and then it doesn't. Yeah. Because, like, and then the chickens so you blow see up. this big alien monster and then it's, um, gets they get out by so quickly. Gravity. Like, if you're, if you, like, go to the, like, if you grab, like, some water from the kitchen, you'll miss this entire sequence. Yeah. It's so quick. But at the same time, it feels so long. Yeah. It's really not... I wasn't even paying attention. I think I, like, checked Twitter and I missed this entire sequence this time I was watching it. But I do remember it from the movie. But, like, from the from start the of this heist to when they finally leave, like, this meteor field, it straight up feels like an hour. Yeah. It's so long. And it's probably less than that, but it just go keeps going. <laughs> and it's not a fun heist. But they... It ends with them getting back, right? Yeah. Like, and then she or goes, no, they go to the mine refinery. That's yeah. what happens next. And then there's like a part where Londo's like, she's part of the ship now. Um, uh, oh, there's think, a part where you he... Think he puts his dick in the tailpipe then? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Ohan does the same move they got stuck in at the beginning, but he makes it out this time, obviously. Yeah. And then they get to the refinery. And this is like the line that I did write down, because this is when I had the subtitles on at this point. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Han is like trying to brag to someone and he goes I just did the Kessel run in 12 parsets is that a thing what does that mean I feel like that's a reference is it from to the original is it something movie. that he says a lot I think so I don't really know but we don't know what because that it, I don't know what that means but it's just so highlighted yeah it feels like oh, I can't look it up on my laptop never mind I'll look it up on my phone and I'm going to Google it because Lando, it felt like something. And then Lando tells Han that he never wants to see him again. He hates him. Um, and then there's like that scene with Kira and Han where Kira is like, you're the good guy. I'm not. Because like, like throughout the movie, they keep telling him, they keep saying, oh, Kira's done these horrible things. And like Han won't look at her differently if she knows all of these things that she's done. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we don't actually ever see what those things are. We have no idea. And then, um, so then we have the scene where he's, she's like, Han, you're the good guy. He's like, no, I'm not. And then the ones that were tracking them showed up to the refinery, and that was, um... Oh, okay. It is, uh, it is something he brags about in A New Hope. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, like, right when they first get on the Millennium Falcon, he's like, this baby did the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs, something like that. Fine. And Fist is Nest. 
Oh, yeah. That's who was tracking them, and then they show up. This was one of the most annoying parts for me. And they want the coaxium so that they can fight back. The whole, surprise, I was a woman all along. Yeah. Wyatt, who cares? Wyatt. And then Beckett's like, I'm not helping them. Um, And so he leaves, and he's like, if you ever... If you ever want to look for me, I'll be on Tatooine. There's a big gangster that's getting a crew together. Was that a Jabba the Hutt reference? I think so. Okay, I thought so. And then Han's working with people. Oh, so then he's working with the Nest people. Um, so then he goes into Dryden and tell him that Beckett's dead. And they bring the coaxium, but they're pretending that. But okay, so he brings in the coaxium to. Dryden and Dryden tells mm-hmm. Kira there's no one he trusts the way he trusts her and Kira's not telling him about the plan but he yeah. knows and he goes how did you do it it looks exactly like the real thing and then um, turns out Beckett told him about the plan and that uh, yeah I wrote down he was his most trusted associate oh uh, maybe then I don't know but that doesn't make any sense I so guess like, I was trying so then, to make it fit the plot <laughs> so then we have like this this entire sequence is just like twist after twist after twist for some reason so then we find out Beckett's bad. And so then he's like, Chewie, grab the coaxium, we're leaving. Um, or no. That doesn't happen yet. Wait, does it? No. What does he leave with? Who? Beckett leaves with something. Oh, just money, maybe? No, he does leave with the coaxium. Yeah, but yeah. why would Dryden... Oh, because it was... Why would Dryden let him leave with it? Because he was the only one with a gun. Oh, right. Yeah. So then they find out it's real. Um, and then Beckett is the only one with the gun, so he takes it. I don't get the whole taking Chewie with him thing, really. I don't either. And then there's, like, this whole scene, probably just so Chewie wasn't in that scene when... <laughs> yeah. She, it was literally just so that Chewie wasn't Chewie in Chewie would have later. easily won. <laughs> yeah. So then he points, so then he, like, has this big moment where he's like, I told you not to trust anybody. And I was like, yeah, we know. You said it a million times. We don't need that, this moment where you point it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then Emphasis Nest, so they attack, like, they try and be like... The, then there was no coaxium. Like they had this weird plan, so we have to be like, "Oh, Hans fucked because Dryden knows about their plan." And then they were like, "Well, they figured that he knew about their plan, so then they brought the actual coaxium and not fake coaxium." Mm-hmm. So then Dryden sent all of his men to go get the coaxium, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it seemed like you, you could have gone with half and been fine. Yeah, even a third. Do you not have that many men? <laughs> so Han knew he was something bad was going to happen, and that, or he knew Beckett was bad. Han was like, "Yeah, I know you were bad," which is like, "No, you didn't." <laughs> and then, liar. so the case with Enfys was empty, and so then Han goes, "People are predictable, and you're no exception." And so then they. Oh yeah, that's when I have. They just keep saying she's done horrible things, but we don't know what what she has Never done. Never once shown them. And then they start, and then they start fighting. Like, so then Beckett leaves with Chewie. So then it's just Dryden, Han, and Kira, and they start fighting. And then there's a moment where you think Kira's about to kill Han, and then she kills Dryden instead. And then Han leaves to go get the coaxium from Beckett, and then Kira calls Darth Maul for some reason, and tells him that Beckett killed Dryden and stole the coaxium. And then. 
Darth Maul's like, we're going to be working much more closely. It's um, like, what was... Like, I don't know. Who cares about Darth Maul? No. That's why I think this was supposed to be like all the sequels from this movie. He was like going to be the big bad of mm-hmm. the Solo series. So then somehow, because Beckett left before all of this fight scene happens, somehow... Han is already at the mountain Just, waiting for them to get there. I, cause, I guess because he didn't have to carry the coaxium. Maybe. Is it heavy? But he would have had to run around. See, that's why Why did he cut out scenes of him just sprinting <laughs> as hard just as he can. sprinting <laughs> and purposefully going a long way around so that he could be there to surprise them yeah. when they go up the hill. <laughs> Where is that movie? So that they can dramatic, dramatically walk up to him and then they have so Beckett's about to start a monologue about how you still can't trust people, and then Han just shoots him, and then he cradles him while he dies. Because he, like, he respects. It. I don't know. I don't know. And then because Kira said like, "I'll be right after you," and then he just sees Kira fly away on the ship. Yeah, and you would think that would be the moment where like Han's like, his Jaded face now. changes. He gets jaded. He's been betrayed, but he just kind of stands there and watches. No. So then, um, and Fist is nest. They start the rebellion. Han goes and finds Lando again and pretends to threaten him and then hugs him. And then they play cards again for the Falcon, but Han stole Lando's card that he uses yeah. for cheating, so he wins the Falcon and then he puts the lucky dice on the rear view and that's the end of the movie. Finally. <laughs> that's why I wanted to just quickly, and it's so long. It's brutally long. Thoughts. I mean, I don't We've done a I lot of like thoughts it. throughout. Like, the beginning, just, but. just at the end of the day, there's no reason other. Or here, I'll I'll pose this as a question. Other than capitalism, please give me one reason this movie exists. There's none. <laughs> the sole reason is money. And so if you can ask that about a movie, it probably wasn't a good idea from the start. Yeah. What's your star rating for this movie? I, I'm probably going to give it one star. Like, it's not, like, horrific in any way. It's like competently put together and whatever, and like it's fine acting. It's just I. But I think the worst thing I could say about a movie is call it boring. That's yeah. like the biggest failure it be, for a movie. It could be for like me. I mean, we were talking about Ma. Ma's a bad movie, but it's fun. It's a blast. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun watch. Yeah. So I'm always gonna rather. I would rather watch like something like The Room or Birdemic. Those movies are made like shit, but they're not boring. I, I, I haven't seen The Room. But it's not I have seen Birdemic. Because it's, it's so great. bad. <laughs> um, uh, isn't that shocking? I don't think we've ever talked about it. That I, I host a podcast about bad movies, yet I've never seen like the, the bad world. movie. We can't do The Room, though. It's kind of... Well, one, there's no celebrity in it. But also, yeah. it's like, it's been done. Yeah. We all know that The Room is bad. Hey, um, if, if one day we ever start a Patreon, and that's something could be interested, who knows? So, drinking game, Lauren. Drinking game. Because I'm going to say you do need to drink to get through this film. You absolutely need to drink, but also also take a shot anytime a joke happens. (laughs) You need to get drunk. Here, um, chug for the 19 Parasect Kessel Run. Yeah, you gotta... Okay, I can't fully tell exactly what that is. No, that's, that's my... That's what I am saying. So... Okay, great. It's in... Was it in A New Hope? No. Is it? Is it the point where, like, they put the coaxium in the fuel to, like, get out of the gravity thing? 
Why did I say gravity weird? I don't know. I honestly have no idea what you're talking about. So the when the big alien. Yeah. So he it gets caught in the gravity. Sure. And then they get caught in the gravity, and so they t- put the raw coaxium in their fuel to like give them a boost to get Did out. They? I don't remember. Is that, that the Kessel Run? Is <laughs> my question. No, I think that what they were going through is the Kessel Run. But like I'm saying, that's oh. why it was in 19. 19- Nine parasets. Twelve parts. Twelve. They did the Kessel seven. Run in twelve parsets. Parasets? Parsets. Nope, that's a Pokemon. P-A-R-C-E-T-S. Parasets. Parasets is a Pokemon. But here's my that problem. is my fault. So, okay, great. This is this this iconic thing that he did in his past that he brags about all the time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we see it happen. And it's We so as long. a viewer should be able to tell you what that is. If, especially if it's like part of, not part of his character, but like we saw it happen, we should know what that means. I guess like if it's like this big important like reference, like make it feel more important. Yeah. It really just felt like, Ex- oh no, there just, are people in my way. We need to know what the fuck it means. We have no idea what it means. What is a parset? <laughs> what is a parset? What is the Kessel Run? I, I, How are I, I there think... 12 parsets? <laughs> How I many think, parsets are there? I think Kessel is like the whole meteor belt. Maybe. I think that's what the Kessel Run was. But what? Why is it a what run? Is it? What is? What a is the English language, and how does it work? And I'm sure like some Star Wars heads are sitting there being Someone's like, "It's so this. obvious." Someone's gonna find this, and they're gonna be shaking right now. <laughs> like it's so obvious what a parset is. Send us hate mail. We want it so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've been waiting. Um, tweet at us if you know what the fuck a parset is. We would love to know. Maybe it's similar to the jumps that are in Marvel movies. Is that a parset? Hyperspeed. You know, space. We said this in the Geostorm episode. We don't understand science, let alone fake science or math. <laughs> or math. We didn't say talk about math, but I just I wanted it to, to be clear, clear. <laughs> for any future expectations. Um, I'm not math, and I am not science. <laughs> and together, we're not anything special. <laughs> we're not anything. Um, finish your drink. No, don't finish your drink. But you need no, to- finish a few drinks. <laughs> okay, so finish your drink whenever they say that Kira has done unspeakable things that he would have been calling them for. <laughs> you need a full party pack of WC. <laughs> um, uh, take a drink every time uh, you, re- you think that Donald wants to just fuck that robot. I guess. Yeah. Take every, but they take, do explicitly say that he fucked the take robot. Take a drink every time you imagine robot Donald Glover sex. Yeah. And, like, if you're a little turned on by it, take a shot. <laughs> yes. So that's everybody. Because <laughs> Donald Glover is involved. So yeah. Yeah. Take a shot every time. Not a shot. I don't know. Drink something. You know, eat a peanut. Whatever. <laughs> Every time they talk about capes. <laughs> Why are we eating food now in the drinking? Because, I don't know. Some people don't drink. Oh, yeah, we're being inclusive. Yeah, so if if <laughs> if you are sober, eat a peanut. <laughs> if you have a peanut allergy, this podcast's not for you. <laughs> Obviously. We, I'm uh, not someone who's not allowed to eat peanuts. We have... <laughs> We have both gone on record to say the peanut allergy is the funniest of the allergies. Even though... Even though one of us has one. (laughs) Not to the extent, but... 
I'm intolerant to peanuts. <laughs> but yeah, you have to eat a peanut. Yeah. Specifically peanut M&M's. <laughs> Get a bag of those. Is that our drinking game? I don't feel like... <laughs> it's enough. Just it's like, enough. just keep chugging. Just keep chugging. Anytime there's a new scene. Maybe... <laughs> Every time they do a cut. <laughs> Anytime it cuts to a different shot. <laughs> take a shot. Uh, maybe make yourself like a fun alien themed cocktail, you know, spice yeah. it up. I had a Sharknado party. I put, uh, I got like blue Hawaiian punch and put gummy sharks in it. Do something like that, but with green Hawaiian punch and, I don't know, alien gummies. My favorite is every Oscar is when Demi Adijuebe holds his Oscar party and just tweets a picture of all of his things because he does, like, the nominees, but, like... As foods. As foods. I, it's, I love it. Maybe now that I'm, like, an official adult, I can hold a fun Oscars party. I'm that Ooh. type of person, right? You are. That, that That's who I am. Um. So, yeah, just... just Drink a lot during this movie. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe drink every time. Oh no, you have to take a shot anytime something. What, there's one of those moments where like, oh, this is when that happens. You gotta take a shot. Yeah. So like when he gets named Han Solo, when you find Chewie, when he's like, you need a nickname. When he gives him the bullet thing that I don't remember when it happens. Mm-hmm. The dice, all of those, you all need those to take a shot. Fun little like oh, maybe you, maybe a mixed shot, so it's not a full all shot. All the fan but you need service, to take a shot. all the fan service, the the nod to the fact that it's a pre- prequel, you gotta take a shot. But if you're if you're watching this and drinking and you're like, I want a fun bad movie, not a bad bad movie, watch the Star Wars Christmas special instead. I don't think I've ever seen it. It is. An experience I can't put into words. We're not giving recommendations yet, though. Are I we know. gonna fix the movie? Do we give recommendations? Oh, At the end, my we my fix movie is just make this a full on heist movie, and then have Lord and Miller direct it. Yeah, because even like I, Ocean's Eight, people didn't like, and it wasn't good. But I loved it because I love heists. Widows completely overrated. Wasn't that good? Heist movie. I loved it. I just I want. An hour of planning, and then I want 45 minutes of just heisting. I want things going wrong. I want things going right. I want execution. I want, like, people, contortionists. I love heists. I want, like, get me, like, a fun, slippery alien who could, like, slide under doors or something. Give me heists. Okay. I'm not a big heist person. Not a big heist person. Not a big heist person. I, I like a nice heist. I'm not, I'm not anti-heist, but I'm not... I don't seek out heists. Okay, I understand. You know? Yeah. Uh, a lot of the movies... I feel like a lot of movies have heists. Mm-hmm. Well, I just not feel like if you... Movies, if, if, a lot of action movies. If you're painting... Yeah, but half of them aren't good. So, right. like, I want, like, a real, like, all heist all the way. Because if you're, if, I think well, a great way to give Han Solo, like, oh, you're badass renegade, like, cool guy. What's a cooler crime than a well-executed heist? Like, right. that's the ultimate cool guy crime. And there's some heists that are fun. Yeah. I like fun heists. Yeah, have it be a fun heist movie directed by, because I think Lord Miller could create a kick-ass heist movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So. It would have been so good if this movie was just they they let Lord Miller finish the fucking movie. 
Women's so good. Yeah, that's 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 our fix. Actually, just don't just kill her on hours. <laughs> it's not enough just to take them off directly. We just have to stop. Now, I, I I'm gonna sound like someone who just absolutely hates Ron Howard, but I really have no feelings towards him. I'm very indifferent to him. Yeah, I know his daughter's an actress. Is oh Bryce Dallas is. Yeah, I always I, I like know that, but every time I'm reminded, it still surprises me again. What do you rate? Are we rating now? Yeah, one star. One star. I think I'm. I'm all, yeah, we kind of talked about that. Yeah. We start. We kind of got distracted. Yeah. I'm also gonna give it one star, and the one star is solely for um, giving me a movie to see Donald Glover on the big screen. <laughs> that's the that's the entire reason for my one star. Yeah, that's fair. No, my one star is just like because it's like. Again, it's competently made. Mm-hmm. Like, it's someone who's, like, made movies before, you can tell. So, like, just, I can't, like, call it zero Yeah. Uh, because of that. Because, um... But it's just such a slog. We kind of warned at the beginning of the movie how much I would talk about Donald Glover, and I didn't. You, I know. We, I kind of need to spew it all out now. Do, do you want... I, I can leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> just really let you go no, to town. Because I... Have loved Donald Glover since he was making YouTube videos. Like, we would watch... Um, I liked him before. Before he was famous. <laughs> I'm a Donald Glover hipster. <laughs> no, but when he was in Derek Comedy, and before they made Mystery Team, and all, before he was rapping, when he started rapping, I listened to all those songs when he just released them for free, before he was like really Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. I listen to all of those songs. <laughs> I have listened to every single Childish Gambino song that is in existence. <laughs> and I know all of the words to most of them. And my favorite rap of his is in his um, sample of Rolling in the Deep, which is the deepest fucking cut. Because it was, once again, before he... Because I'm glad he put that one EP up on Spotify because it's so fucking good. Um, but it was when he was still releasing music for free and not like on a CD or anything. Um, but he, he has a rap and he like just sampled Rolling in the Deep and he has just one rap and I don't know why, but I fucking love it. Um, I love him so much <laughs> with all of my heart. I've seen him in concert twice. His stand-up special, I, that's my recommendation, honestly. His stand-up special, Weirdo, is so fucking good. It's good. It's so good. And I finally could contribute because I'd finally seen one of the things you were mentioning. I was like, yes, weirdo. Jumping in. <laughs> um, and I remember I watched the TV cut when it came out. And then I was listening to the album. And then there's a part that was cut out of the TV edit. And I literally was laughing. I remember it was freshman year. I was cleaning my dorm. And I was laughing so fucking hard. I had to keep rewinding it because I was missing what he was saying. <laughs> and it was it's on Netflix. Like that part is all on Netflix if you go watch it on there. But he, um, it's like the part where like he gets like punched by like a homeless man or something. But he was on the, he was calling, he was like going on his way to like babysit. <laughs> and so he said, so he goes, I forgot it happened. And then like the, the mom came home and was like, are you okay? Cause he left a voicemail where he was like, Hey, <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna be, and then like he gets punched. He goes, ah! and, he, and then, like the voice was like, I gotta hide. I gotta get. Here. <laughs> and it's, and it's like all this stuff. Like he left a voicemail. He was like, I gotta, I gotta run. I gotta hide. <laughs> and he goes, and I just forgot that that happened. <laughs> 
she's like, are you okay? Oh my god, it's so fucking funny. You need to go watch Weirdo. He also has a Comedy Central Presents. I want him to do more stand-up. He yeah. fucking needs to do more stand-up. It's it, so I mean, fucking good. He's just good. like the most talented person alive, maybe? He's, maybe? Yeah. Probably. And then... No one's else shown the versatility. No, he's so he's so good at acting. He's so good at writing. He's so good at directing. He's so good at producing. Music. He's so fucking talented at music. And it was like, everyone was like, um, no one thought that he was singing on Redbone. I, uh, yeah. like Even when I, my first listen, I didn't realize it was him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it, or I thought it was just like him, but like pitched up. No, crazy. it's not. That's, it, yeah. they, they didn't even edit his voice in That's that album. Crazy. That's just what he could do with his voice, which wow. is. Sorry. <laughs> so fucking wild. He is yeah. so talented. Yeah, so. And hot. <laughs> I didn't even now touch we're on, on that. We're on phase two. <laughs> we're on phase two. Um. And you should also watch Community, because if you ever have a doubt at his acting ability, if you watch this and we're like, Donald Glover's not good at acting, he's not comedic enough, go fucking watch Community. Oh, he is Community. so fucking good. It's, he's so funny. There's a hole missing um, when he leaves. It's still worth watching to the end, in my opinion. But the, there's like such... Like, he was so fucking good in that show. His character's amazing. Everything he does is gold except for this movie <laughs> and um i'm also going so this goes me give, blah, blah, blah. this brings me to my other recommendation which is we have recommended it before but into the spider-verse because uh. um did you know that that character is based off of donald glover yeah yeah because miles morales yeah, there, there was this whole movie. It's like we there's, need Miles Morales. There is this movie whole when they with Donald Glover before they started um, rebooting Spider Man when they were before the Andrew Garfield one. Mm. There was this whole movement where someone just was like, "Hey!" And if you're if you've watched Weirdo, if you followed Donald Glover, you know that this happened. But I was actively I I followed him up and like during when this was happening. Uh, I'm, you're saying this as I'm looking at your I laptop do. sticker yeah. with Donald Glover as Miles Morales with the amazing Gambino. Yeah, it's like it's him as Spider Man and it says the amazing Gambino and I've had it. I've had this exact sticker since freshman year of college, like six years ago. Well, it's maintained its color very well. I know. You can tell which ones are older. This one's older. This one's very old. <laughs> We're just pointing at the stickers that you can't see. On yeah. My um, <laughs> this, is this the good <laughs> content you signed um, up for? But, we won't describe them. So when they were like originally redoing um, Spider-Man and someone just was like, hey, Donald Glover should play Spider-Man. Um, and he like retweeted it and it started this whole movie where like half of the people were like, fuck yeah, Donald Glover should play Spider-Man. And I was fully on that camp. I would have fucking loved it. It just makes sense. People freaked out because they're like, that's not my Spider-Man. Um, so he talks about it in Weirdo. But um, that inspired them to write the character of Miles Morales as a non-white Spider-Man. And that's what created that entire story and then Into the Spider-Verse. So Just, Donald Glover is who, who, the reason behind Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse, which was made by... was it Lord and Miller. It wasn't only one of them. Um, no, they. Well, one of them, Phil Lord, wrote it. Okay. And 
with someone else. And I think he directed it by himself, but Chris was like, a just producer. Produced it? Okay, yeah, okay. I th- they both worked on it, but okay. it was definitely more of. It was, I, I just knew project. it was like one of one of them had more input. Yeah, Phil had more input, yeah. and but they both were still like connected to okay, the project. Yeah, which is just a perfect film. It's so fucking Truly good, perfect. and there is, and be, they did make a nod to Donald Glover in it because mm-hmm. there's while that was happening. Sorry, I need to spew all my Donald Glover stuff out. It's her. No, <laughs> I need we to need get to get it out it. of me. Um, but in while this was all happening, it was when Donald Glover was on Community. So they had a scene where he there was like a there was like a, I don't know like a kind of mini montage in the episode where everyone is like getting out of bed, or at least him and Abed were. So he jumps out of bed and he's wearing a Spider-Man shirt to bed, and that was their nod of like. This is happening in the real world. Troy's now wearing the Spider-Man shirt. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a cute little thing yeah. for people who follow Donald Glover outside of the show. Yeah. Um, so in Into the Spider-Verse, there's a scene where they go into his uncle's house, Miles Morales' uncle's house, Aaron something. Aaron. Uncle Aaron. Uncle Aaron, which is the character that Donald Glover does play in Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. He plays that character in Spider-Man Homecoming because when they rebooted it the third time, <laughs> they were like, we need to get Donald Glover in this movie. That's why he's in it. Okay. Um, it was literally just a, a nod to the fact that people wanted him to play Spider-Man and this character was created over him. So Into the Spider-Verse, there's a scene where Miles Morales goes to his Uncle Aaron's house, which once again, played by Donald Glover in Homecoming. And he walks in, and the TV is playing that scene where Donald Glover, as Troy, gets out of bed wearing a Spider-Man Aww. shirt. They animated that scene, so that's on the TV playing when he walks into the house. I love that. <laughs> and it's like, it's not very, it's not noticeable, really, but if you're paying attention, you see it, and you know why it's there. It's because he is the reason behind this entire story. Yeah. But I think the moral of the story is this movie's on Netflix, so is... So is Into the Spider-Verse. So is Into the Spider-Verse. You know which one to watch. And so is Weirdo. So make your right... (laughs) So if you need some Donald Glover content, steer in that direction. Watch Weirdo first, get the Spider-Man story, then watch Into the Spider-Verse, get the full experience. it'll be so cute. And then go watch Community. And also watch, um, just to show the main character some love, (laughs) the guy who plays Han. Oh. Watch... The one scene that he's in in Hail Caesar, because it is so fucking good. He's in multiple scenes, but there's one scene that's very good. Have you seen it? I've not. I've only I, seen the No Dames song with Channing Tatum. Yeah, I don't. I'll be honest. Don't recommend the movie to watch. <laughs> I didn't. Wasn't a big fan. I don't like who made that one. Uh, the Cohen Brothers. I don't like them very See, much. Fargo is one of my favorite movies yeah. of all time. Um. But I didn't love Hail Caesar, but there's a scene where he is like this really southern, he's like kind of like just like the southern action star, and then they cast him in a drama. Uh-huh. And he is, um, so they keep telling him the lines, but he like can't understand it, or like he keeps messing up. And there's like the scene where he's trying to like film this scene, but he just doesn't get it because he's an action star. And it is. So fucking funny. It's so good. And just watch that scene and then you're good. You don't need to watch anything else. And Hail Caesar. Those are my recommendations and I, I, I'm i done talking about them. Well, I'm, yeah. not, I'm never done talking about Donald Glover, 
but I concede. <laughs> so, yeah, and so that's our review of Solo that was mostly about other movies. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I, I think you got our entire feelings towards just the Star Wars cinematic universe yeah. in total. Which, you know, that's fun. You yeah. know, we, you, it's, it's, I think it's most interesting to hear thoughts on Star Wars of people who aren't insane. <laughs> <laughs> who don't have such strong feelings about specific yeah. things. In I got general. no skin in the game. I'm no, objective. I don't care. Yeah. I'm just like, this was a fun movie. Yeah. And The Last Jedi, oh yeah, recommend that. The Last Jedi. Watch The Last Jedi. It's a good movie. Fuck you, racists. Fuck you, racists. Fuck you, sexists. Um... And fuck you, incels. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you and your tiny wrists. <laughs> yeah. Got him. Um, I'm a Chad, if you couldn't tell by my vocal quality. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah. You can follow me on Twitter yeah. at Mala Turnup, uh, M-O-L-I Turnup. Yeah. Oh, you can follow me at underscore Quinn Latifah. You can follow us at One Star Movies. Um, please... Tweet at us. Um, tell us. What you want to Slip in our DMs. Tell us what movies you want us to do. Um, let us know we're not shouting to the abyss. <laughs> yeah, if um, you have a movie you want to watch, uh, let us know. If you want to, I don't know, if you liked one of our guests and you want to see them back on, let yeah. us know. I mean, they probably will be on another episode. Yeah. Like Call that. us bad words for saying something bad about Star Wars. That's fine. Yeah, we, we would love hate we mail. We don't care. Because that would mean someone Yell at cares. us because we're stupid about not understanding Star Wars. Because, like, that's fine. <laughs> Feel something for us other than apathy. <laughs> <laughs> Just go one way. Um, um, we are considering... Starting a Patreon. Patreon. We don't know. Should we not plug it if we're not doing it yet? I don't know. But we're saying maybe let us know if that's something that would you would consider. If not, if we get silence, we might not. If we get silence, we might. If you tell us we're ugly, we'll believe you. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be like, yeah, that checks. Yeah, but like, are we ugly and worth money? You know, keep keep it on topic. Some people have made whole careers over. <laughs> I'm not saying who because I have no one in mind. <laughs> I just said a blanket statement. <laughs> but you know, um, because this is we enjoy doing this. It is fun. But you know, so is having money. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I, I, it's controversial to me to say because I've bashed capitalism multiple times. <laughs> but you know, money is nice. Money is nice sometimes. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go continue to think about Donald Glover. <laughs> uh, yep. So um, Lauren's gonna need some alone time. So I think <laughs> <laughs> this is the end. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay.